Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this iteration of Faster Than a Standup. I'm Ronnie Chan. Joining me today are Alex Laputka, Agile consultant from SAP Concor, and Ryan Newtech, Agile coach and Scrum Master for Global Cloud Services at SAP. All right, thanks for joining us today, guys. Um, today, we're doing a remix or a retake of uh, three episodes that happened a few months ago, episode 53, 54, and 55, around um, the Scrum Guide 2020. So the three episodes uh, was done by Mark uh, Herbal, uh, Patrick Dodd, and then Brent Lamont, and they um, talked about the updates from 2017 to 2020. So um, we're going to kind of talk about those episodes and then see if we can add any uh, more substance to it. So um, kick us off with uh, what your thoughts are, Alex. Yeah, uh, thanks, Ronnie. So uh, in previous episodes, guys actually mentioned that uh, we have now less pages in a, a Scrum Guide. Like it, it was decreased from 18, 19 pages uh, up to uh, or down to 13, uh, which is great. And actually uh, in the Scrum Guide itself in 2020, it's building up around empiricism and lean thinking. Lean thinking is about uh, removing waste. So what has been done Actually, we, we can see that some waste has been removed and uh, thrown away and everything was built up and improved based uh, to previous knowledge from the past. So now we have a really new Polish uh, version, which is really lightweight, but I would say it's uh, still not that easy to implement and follow. Uh, there is one thing that was uh, uh, brought up, which is uh, product goal. And actually, if you remember from the uh, previous versions of the Scrum Guide, uh, sometimes they struggled with uh, sprint goals, defining sprint goal, uh, following the sprint goal, achieving the sprint goal. And the question here is, are systems and organizations going to have the same struggle with a, a product goal. And yeah, what do you guys think? I personally already had something of a product goal in the backlog before this was added to the Scrum Guide anyhow. It was always kind of the roadmaps and things as more parts of the organization that I'm dealing with are adopting uh, agile practices. So they already had some of these things with the roadmaps and what they need to do in the future, right? Those big hairy goals. Um, so those things that were kind of the product goal and, and focused around the backlog. I know in one group that we had themes as representatives. So if an epic or a story wasn't tied to a theme, we don't do it. Those themes are the big over objectives for our department, right? So if it wasn't focusing on helping those objectives of the whole global cloud services, we didn't do it, right? Or we, we focus on making it fit to one of those if it needs to get done. So those conversations are still ongoing. Uh, those also get changed over time, right? So that kind of fits the product goal for me. So I don't necessarily have an issue with this addition uh, or the confusion with it, but I actually did struggle sometimes with the sprint goal, uh, which everybody does talk about as a little bit of struggle because it's really hard to grasp what's the value and why we're doing this. And now they've kind of added that to the scrum guide is this answers why we're doing it. It should, 
if you if your goal doesn't state why we're doing this then it's mm-hmm. not really the goal right so uh thoughts ronnie on those? well you know um i think uh in the previous episodes uh, they did a really good job about covering the uh the changes or updates that occurred and um the general consensus is that um you know they all like it right uh, but um I think uh, we don't have to re, um, rehash what they all said, but um, this is this uh, update is about being less prescriptive. And then uh, there are seven changes that uh, well, they changed, and primarily the changes for the language um, has been refined, uh, focuses on product, and uh, and you know adding the idea of, of why why do you do a sprint right. And I agree with uh, general consensus from those three guys that the product goal, I think was a great addition that they did. Um, I think that was something that was missing. Um, and to focus on that, to have the team focus on that, right? Um, I think is a good addition. Um, and, you know, emphasis on why, why do you do a product? Why do you, why are you doing a sprint, right? And I think that's, that's that was a valuable addition. Um, what, what was your, some of the likes, uh, you know, the, what, what stood out as something that you liked, Alex? Yeah. Uh, for me, actually, I I like the ideas that now, and it, it was also mentioned in the previous uh, episodes that uh, uh, Scrum Masters are no longer servant leaders. Scrum Masters are uh, true leaders uh, who right. serve the Scrum team and the large organization. For me, uh, this is a really uh, great change in wording. And actually, the wording in new Scrum Guide is much better now. We have uh, in, uh, so many uh, small improvements over and there. And uh, yeah, f- for me, the language itself uh, was uh, in- improved in a better way. Yeah, so um, some of the key changes in the language um, is like the changes from uh, responsible to accountable, right? Uh, that was uh, mentioned in a couple of places. Organization or organized, self-organized change to self-management. Um, I actually, it's just subtle, but I think I like it. Um, and accountabilities, I think, uh, is used often. Um, development team um, is now developers. I think one of the things that... Um, was changed in this uh, Scrum Guide was the fact that it's less software-centric. Um, I think the application of Scrum outside of software uh, is uh, what they're trying to um, kind of um, add here, right? Uh, and I think that's kind of interesting that um, Scrum has reached outside. You know, it started in software, but it's being used outside of software as well. So. I think those are all good points. Um, what do you think, Aaron? I I actually love the one that you picked up on a little bit earlier is the self-managing, self, over self-organizing. Uh, it was a struggle when I started here to implement teams when we stated they're self-organizing, right? So the team thought, well, we could just 
we're going to choose what we want to do and where we want to do it and, and how we go about that. And it's like, well, no, management still decides who that cross-functional team is. We had a pool that's larger than just one team. So there was multiple teams kind of picking and choosing where they're going and wanting, what they're wanting to do. And we needed to really focus them more. So the individuals that were tasked to do this certain thing, they need to be told, hey, this is what you're doing. This is the boundaries in which you're working, right? How you self-manage that operations inside there, it's all up to you, but you can't necessarily choose that. No, I'm not going to do networking anymore. I'm going to go over here and do platform, right? Like <laughs> you just can't lift up and move over there. Yes, that can happen. You have to have conversations and work on the transition, but it's uh, just as self-organizing. It's like, well, I want to organize and do this now. Okay. <laughs> well, and then nobody's managing that. It's like, well, no, you can't do that. That's not how this that's not how that's described. So stating that it's self-managed, uh, it, it kind of pulls back on those reins. And, and yeah, it's a, it's a subtle change, right? Um, yep. they, you can say they kind of mean the same thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> but like you just said, uh, there are subtle differences. Uh, and those subtle differences can be, depending on how somebody sees that word or their definition of it, uh, it could take it in the whole wrong direction. Right. So and we don't want to give them too much. We want to give everybody freedom and autonomy to do the things they need to get done. But there's also the, going to be some constraints. And this is that terminology is specific around that constraint. And, you know, the difference between responsible and accountable, again, that seems uh, subtle. You could say the same thing. But if you, if I, so I thought about this, right? What's actually the difference? To me, responsible versus accountable sounds external versus internal. So responsible is like, okay, you're responsible, uh, right? It's like me telling you, uh, it, as opposed to accountable, like, okay, I I feel accountable for this. And so it's like the it's the um, the opposite direction thing. It's like I feel um, responsible seems something that's imposed on you, and accountable feels something like. You feel like it's you know you you own it. Kind Pull of versus push-based systems. Right, right, right. Exactly. So um, those are those are subtle changes, and um, but I think it's for the better. <laughs> At this point, um, you know, Scrum Guide uh, started out in 2010, and I think it goes through uh, a refinement every couple of years. I think there's been five changes. The last one was 2017 and 2020. At this point. The changes are subtle, um, and um, you know it's it's uh, some, but um, I think it's for the for the better. So um, it's all good. Um, so there's uh, what I feel is that in the last uh, three episodes, they did a great job about um, pointing out the you know the good parts, uh, whatever people like about it. And in fact, I like the the current iteration uh, of the, the guide. And I think that was a consensus. Um, but less was said about not so much side, you know, not so uh, thin like side, right? A um, couple of things that were said was um, may may have to go reset the teams. Um, and uh, I think Patrick was the one who said, well, you know what, this is less prescriptive and therefore it might, you know, give uh, more wiggle room to misinterpret or, um, you know, uh, wrong interpretation of the guide. Uh, the other thing was the addition of product goal might um, be add some complexity because you know, that's something that's new. But one thing that I thought about um, is that 
how is this less prescriptive guide uh, with newer teams, teams that do not know Scrum a whole lot about? Uh, I think for mature teams, um, this would be great, but less prescriptive uh, may be um, difficult for a newer team to understand. So that's something that I want to touch on, but I think we are almost out of time for this iteration. So what I'm thinking is that maybe we could have a next iteration, the next episode um, to uh, talk about that. What do you guys think about that? I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, but then uh, with that, why don't we conclude this episode? Uh, and we'll see you in the next episode. And that was the end of this iteration. I'm Ronnie. I'm Alex. And I'm Ryan. Until the next iteration, you could give us a rating at your podcast provider, shoot us an email at info at fasterthanastandup.com or find us on Twitter at FasterStandup. Thank you for listening. And that was Faster Than a Standup. The opinions on this podcast are solely those of the participants and not of their employers.